day of the year. Amen. It's a blessing. Glory to God. All right. Let's start with nuggets this morning. I'm going to give you a couple, three. Okay. Good manners will open doors. Good manners will open doors that the best of education cannot. Amen. Good manners will open doors that the best of education cannot. You ready for the second one? Yeah, nugget two. You can pray and grumble. You can pray and grumble. You can obey and grumble. I'll start that again. You can pray and grumble. You can obey and grumble. You can believe and grumble. You can believe and grumble. But you can't Praise and grumble. You cannot praise and grumble. So, if you start to grumble around, start praising. Okay. Okay. Number three. Disappointments are inedible. Disappointments are inedible. Discouragement is a choice. So you don't have to. Okay. With those thoughts in mind, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that as we open this new year, Father God, we rejoice, Father God, that we're in your house, Father God, that we have praised you and we have prayed, Father God. Now, Father God, thank you, Lord, that as we hear your word, Father God, we will glean from it as your Holy Spirit ministers to each and every one of us, Father God, at the level, Father God, to which we all can receive. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, again, what a great day it is, to, or what a great, yeah, what a great day it is to start the first of the year in church. Glory to God. Amen. Um, as New Year's begins, uh, I'm reminded of the fact that we are one year Closer to the Lord's return. Amen. This could be the year. This could be the liftoff. Um, uh, a day that will stand before the Lord. To which I hope we will all hear. Turn with me to Matthew 25. Uh, that's Matthew 25. Glory to God. And we want to go to all the way down to the 34th verse. That's Matthew 25, 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world. That's what we want to hear. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. These words are very important. These words are important. We need to get them established in our hearts. Amen? So time. Time is essential. Or essence. Time is the essence. It's a precious commodity that God has given to us. Time is a precious commodity that God has given to us. So now let's turn to the book of James. And we want to find the fourth chapter of James. In chapter 4 of James. Let's go to verse 13. That's James 4, 13. Go to now that ye say tomorrow, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a a year, and buy and sell, and we shall get gain. 
whereas ye shall not, not know what, verse, verse, verse 14, what shall the moral, for what is, the, what is life? What is life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and it vanishes away. The life is like a vapor. Amen. Uh, at 25 years of age, the world is before you. Then all of a sudden you find yourself pushing 60, 70, and 80 years of age. Where has the time gone? I mean, you look at, you know, just, boy, I mean, I remember, you know, holding Matt in my arms, you know. Now, he's a grown man, he has a great job. Time flies. So, you know, I never thought I'd get this far. <laughs> so where's time gone? You need to speak or call upon an elder and talk to them. What? What do you think about time? They'll give you wisdom, truth. It should be revealed. Amen. So as they talk to you, listen and glean from them because you'll find out a lot of things. You may want to change some course in your life when you get some wisdom from them or glean wisdom from them. Time needs to be redeemed. So let's go back, let's back up a little bit in the book of uh, the New Testament. We want to go all the way back to the book of Ephesians. That's the book of Ephesians. And find the fifth chapter. That's Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Beginning in verse 15. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil, or the days are short. Redeeming the time. How do you redeem the time? You redeem the time by improving every moment. Improve every moment. For any lost time that you had. So, starting today, January 1st, 2017, you have a blank slate before you. You have new beginnings, new opportunities, glory to God. And I suppose every one of us has had dreams and visions and goals, amen. Uh, but we have a problem. As children, we dream dreams of great visions, but as we grew up, most of those dreams began to fade away. You know, uh, some of us thought we were going to be uh, uh, football stars, baseball stars, you know, whatever it is, you know, you get up, well, can't quite get that one, you know. They fade away. Uh, with it, as they fade away, pessimistic words came into your life. It's impossible. You can't do it. You never have, you never could, and you never will. Great words, right? Those words erode your ambitions. And with that, those ero erosion, it invented all sorts of reasons why you couldn't. So let's now turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 25. That's Matthew, chapter 25. Matthew 25, Jesus is speaking. 
We'll st start off with the 14th verse. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. The Lord's telling us that we have talents. He wants us to take what he has given us or entrusted to us, whether it's great or small, to use it profitably. As you read the talents, you know, you've read, we've read that. And use it for his glory. Now, I have a question for us, or for you. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Or what would you attempt if you were giving given an absolute assurance of success. Well, those are pretty good questions. Well, you answered it in your own mind. I'm not going <laughs> to... Okay. I'll, give it, I'll ask you the two questions again. What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you attempt if you were given an absolute assurance of success. Turn with me now to the book of Philippians. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We, we are created by God to do great things. And Daniel says we should do great and mighty exploits. Amen. We are to make an impact on those that are around us. In fact, the matter is, you have a guarantee. You have a guarantee. A guarantee from God that you will accomplish that which you call to do. Philippians chapter 4. Looking at verse 13. It says, Only... The other person can do all things. No, it says, who? As you read it? But there's no eyes out there at all. I'm, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we have a guarantee that we can do all things. So let's put the word can't out of our vocabulary. <coughs> so, being the very first day of the new year, let's decide to make a better way. Yes, amen. Use our time correctly. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is there some dream, vision, or goal the Lord has put in your heart that just won't die? It keeps on just coming up, just floating up. and said, Man, how... It's, it's there, but I just can't reach it. Do you, have you had that dream, vision, goal? That, oh, it just it's almost, I can brush by, but it hasn't come to pass. It's going to come past this year. Amen. So let's begin by asking about last year. 2016. I hate to bring that up, but did your relationship, we're going to ask you a series of questions here. Did your relationship with God improve from 2015 to through 2016? If it remained the same, uh, well, Let's, let's go to James. Let's go to the book of James right now. The book of James, chapter 4. Did your relationship with God improve? Verse 8 tells us, Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. That's 
James 4, 8. Amen. So we should have improved our relationship with God. Now, to have a relationship, a close relationship, depends upon good communications. If you don't have that communication, you don't, you're not going to be able to grow close together. Amen. Have you been faithfully listening to God through His Word in 2016? These are questions for about 2016 right now. Have we moved up? What was that uh, theme song? Uh, moving on up. Well, let's move on up. Okay, put your seat belt on this time because we're going to start hitting some fast and turbulent places. <laughs> Did you read your Bible through the year last year? If not, can you honestly say that you are talking or taking your relationship with God seriously. Well, remember, good communication means you've got to know what he's talking about. If you haven't read it all, you don't know what he's talking about. Whoa. So are we taking, it, taking our relationship with God really seriously? I just want to listen to what you, you say. Uh, I want to hear and nothing else. No, it's not that way. He just wants you to hear, hear it all. Yeah. Learn. Again, last year, were you steadfast in talking to, the, to God in prayer? How was your prayer life? Whoa. Remember, an effective communication requires a, a conversation. Thank you, Lord, for this food I eat. Thank you, Lord, for the sleep I get. Amen. We've got to do a little bit more than that. Okay. Therefore, Fervent Bible reading or studying should be joined with fervent prayer. Ask for that wisdom, according to James. Find out what he's wanting you to find out. You know, the word is full of nuggets or treasures, as the Lord says. There's treasures as you dig deep. You have to dig deep for God's treasures. Question for 16. Was prayer increased or decreased last year? Well, it's difficult to say. I say yes, it was difficult because we did not focus or give priority and time to the essentials that matter. Glory to God. I only got one amen. Okay. Let's go. First Thessalonians. Chapter four. I'm going to read this from the Amplified. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, looking at verse, or beginning of verse 9. But concerning brotherly love for all other Christians who have 
no need to have anyone write you, for you yourselves have been personally taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you already are extending and displaying your love to all the brethren through, throughout Macedonia. But we beseech, ye honest, uh, beseech and earnestly exhort you, brethren, that you excel in this matter more and more. Fellowship. How was your fellowship with your brethren last year? Did it improve? Do you know who the brethren are? You know, some of us are, are very selective. We can't be selective. He says, for all other Christians, but concerning brotherly love for all other Christians, you have no need to have anyone write you or tell you that you need to have brotherly love for one another. Uh-oh. Again, do you know who your brethren are? Well, have you made an effort to know them? Hi and bye. See you later. See you next week. Hi and bye, you know. You know, to know your brother, there's that communication again. It's got to be more than hi and bye. What was your name again? You live where? Uh, what job you hold? Or... Did you say you like coffee and pie? What kind? Can I bring one over to you? Or let's go out for a coffee. What, uh, what, or have you, again, made an effort to know them? Other than hi and bye and salute you again next week or something? Are you any closer to them than a year ago? Oh, boy. You know, we're almost finished. My wife says, <laughs> shaking her head. Well, now, what about the world? What about the world last year? The people in the world. As a child of God, you have a responsibility towards the world. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Oh, glory to God. In Matthew chapter 5. Let's go to verse 13. To begin with verse 13. And again, I'm going to read from the Amplified. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, its strength, and its quality, how can, you, how can its saltless be restored? Is it not good? It is not good for anything any longer but to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the lie of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a candle, uh, lamp and put under a, under a peck measure but a lampstand and it gives light to all, all in the house. Those in the world, non-believers, are you a positive influence on them? Are you the salt? Whisper, whisper, gossip, gossip, gossip. Oh, is that right? Is that salt that's gone bad? Oh, what was that little nasty story? 
off-color joke? I heard it. Let me tell you another one. Huh? Hello. Are you, are you salt? You're supposed to put that stuff down. Do you demonstrate a better way? It says you're, you're supposed to be, we are supposed to be the light of the world. Do we demonstrate a better way? Let's do it this way. Let's be a blessing to others. No, let's get all we can get and forget about the other guy. Hello. Or do people know you as a true believer or a carnal Christian? Well, I know they go to church, but they do the same thing I do, you know. Uh, if they can do it, I can do it. I'm just as you know, worthy as they are, you know. Uh, they're supposed to be living by the Bible, but they're doing the same thing I do. Is that the right light? Is that the right salt? Only you can make a comment on those things. The world. Have you shared the gospel with them? Oh, you can't do this at work. Well, where else can you do it? That's the only place you meet them. Unless you say, you know, it's coffee break time. Let's go over to the coffee break and we'll get some scones and, or donut here. And You know anything about the Lord Jesus Christ? Can't do that at work. Well, where else are you going to do it? So the conclusion of it is, the conclusion of 2016, another year has gone by. Did we make good use of the time the Lord gave us, or did we waste it? But we are now in 2017, day one. We can establish some things. We can begin to implement things in 2017. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 4. That's looking at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4, looking at verse 12. From the Amplified. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So we need to have the Word. Amen. The Word of God is alive. Yes, amen. Let the Word of God alive be in us, doing exactly what it says here. It should be active and operative and energizing and effective in our lives. Right. It should be our source. Our spiritual, spiritual source of food. Okay. Now turn with me to Romans chapter 15. And I'm going to direct this in the, this aspect. This is what is established in the Old Testament, but we are looking at it through the New Testament, okay? Romans chapter 15. Remember, it's talking about the Old Testament. Verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Read it from the Amplified. For whatsoever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction that by our steadfast and patience endurance and encouragement drawn from the scriptures we might hold fast to and cherish hope. That's why we got to read the Bible. 
Because there's things in the Old Testament we can cling to. It was said, it's what? It was written for a foretime for our learning. So I guess all of us are going to go through the Bible through the year, right? Read the Bible through the year. Thank you for the one or two nods and some one nod I don't like. It just hangs his head down. It's okay. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians this time. Again, still talking about the Old Testament. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Looking at verse 11. Again from the Amplified. Now these things befell them by the way of a figure as an example and warning unto us. They were written to admonish and fit us for right action by good instruction. We in whose days and ages have reached their climax, their consumption and conclusion, period. So we need to read the, the entire Bible. It was written for the fourth time. Oh boy. And here we go through all those names in numbers. So and so begat so and so. So and so begat so and so. So and so begat so and so. And it's, the names are not so-and-so. There are, what do we call it? <laughs> but you do remember there was one, one there we learned about Jabez. Remember? All in the middle. All, all in the middle of that. So there's something to be learned. Something just... Right. We got to learn. Amen. We can't pick and choose. Amen. Okay, one more. Let's go to second. 2 Timothy. In 2 Timothy. Oh, glory to God. I didn't think there were so many pages in my Bible. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Begin with verse 14 from the Amplified. But as for you, continue to hold to the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced, knowing from whom you have learned them. And how from your childhood you have had knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings, Old Testament, which are able to instruct you and give you an understanding for salvation, which comes through faith and Christ Jesus, through the leaning of the entire human personality on God in Christ Jesus, in an absolute trust and confidence in His power and wisdom and goodness. Amen. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration and profitable for instruction. How many scriptures? Every. All, old and new. For reproof, and for conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline in obedience. And for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. So that a man or woman of God may be complete and proficient, well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Wow, that's great news. That's great news. Okay, let's... We've got the Old Testament pretty well covered. Let's go look at the New Testament. Since we're in that location, let's now turn to the book of James once again. James chapter 1. In James chapter 1. Verse 21. So get rid of all the uncleanness and rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which is implanted and rooted in your hearts contain the power to save your soul. You got to have the word. You got to have, we got to have the word. You can't live without it. You can't live without it. Okay. Let's go now to 1 Peter then. 
1 Peter chapter 2. From the Amplified, verse 2. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Like newborn babes, you should crave, thirst for, earnestly desire the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow into complete salvation. Like newborn babes crave, thirst for, and earnestly desire. We need the word. We, need, we, need, we should be hungry for the word. Glory to God. Oh. Back to the book, uh, back up to the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews, we will go to chapter 4 once again. What else we need to do? That's Hebrews 4. Beginning with verse 14 from the Amplified. Inasmuch, then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. For we do not have... For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weakness and infirmities and, and abilities, liabilities to the assault and assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every aspect as we are yet without sinning. Let then fiercely and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor, to us sinners, that we might receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time and every need. Appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. In other words, we need to have prayer. Amen. Come to the throne of grace. We need to have prayer. Knowing that we can, we, we, will receive exactly what we, are, we call for, we need. We'll be instructed. Back up a little bit to the book of Colossians. Besides prayer, we need to have this going on. Colossians chapter 4. Let's go to verse 2. That's 4-2 from the Amplified, Colossians. Be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life. Being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Our prayer should end up, end up with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, you heard my prayer. I receive. I believe I receive. Amen. You're a good God. Yes, amen. You send goodness and mercy. Follow me every day, every morning that you get up. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I got goodness and mercy this morning. Nothing evil shall befall me. Amen. With thanksgiving, let your prayers be made known. Oh, glory to God. So we need to have, we need to have our prayers going. We need to be thankful. Yes, amen. Oh, some of us are, oh man, I, how can I be thankful? Oh. Well, let's go on a little bit further to 1 Thessalonians. Next book over. 1 Thessalonians. Chapter 5. Again from the Amplified, verse 17 and 18. Be unceasing in prayer, prayer perseveringly. 
Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be. Be thankful and give thanks. For this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and meditator of that will. Be thankful for God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And pray. Always pray. Okay. What about those in the world again? Well, let's go with our brethren first. Let's go to first. Let's see. Third John. Let's go all the way back to third John. We'll start off with third John. Third John. Third John, talking about the brethren now. Verse 14 from the Amplified. I hope to see you soon, and we will talk together face to face. Wow, we need to be talking with our brethren, not just saying, you know, hello. Let's get to know your, your brother and sisters in the Lord. Let's back up to the book of Galatians, chapter 6 this time. And Galatians chapter 6. So good to hear all those pages turning. Amen. That's Galatians chapter 6, looking at verse 10. So then, from the Amplified, so then, as occasion and opportunity opens up to us, let us be good morally to all people, not only being useful or profitable to them, but also doing what is for their spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those who are the households of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. We need to establish some things with one another. Okay? And one more on that phase. Let's go to 1 Peter. Keep your marker there in Galatians, though. 1 Peter chapter 4 this time. And 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 9 from the Amplified. Practice hospitality to one another. Those of the household of faith, be hospitable to be a lover of strangers uh -oh. and brotherly affection to the unknown guests, foreigners, the poor, and all others who come your way, who are of Christ's body, and in each instance do ungrudgingly, cordially, and graciously without complaining, but as representing him. So we need to not only for our brothers, but for non-believers. Whoa. And going back to Galatians chapter 6, looking at verse 10 again. Um, from the King James, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good to all men. So we need to do all, good to all men. Thank you for all the amens out there. Okay. Are you ready? This is a poem for 2017. Oh, you have something? Well, go ahead. Okay, this is the poem. The old year ends. A new begins. With pages clean and new, and what is written on each page will now depend on you. You cannot relive the, the years that pass, erasing every wrong, for once a year or a day is spent, it's forever gone. 
But don't give up in dark despair. If you have failed some test, seek God's forgiveness and resolve. Henceforth, to do your best. Resolve each precarious days to do things good and kind and pure through days and years though pardon me though days and years may pass away these things shall all endure you know not where your path may lead nor what beyond the hill but know that God walks at your side if you do his will all things are possible with God though days be bright or dim. So do your best and know that you can leave the rest to him. That was an anonymous uh, poem. That's what this year is all about. Okay. She needs my Bible. Okay, we're making a switch. As pastor, well, during praise and worship, and as pastor was speaking, the Lord started sharing some things with me that he wanted me to share with us this morning, all of us. And so, um, let's go ahead and look to 2 Peter 3, 3.12. Father, I just ask you in the name of Jesus, by the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, that the words that come forth, come forth in power and might, and what is to be spoken is spoken by you and not by me. I just yield myself to you as a servant, as a, a child. God, I thank you for the, this will fall on all of our ears as you would desire it to, and that we understand the times that we're in. Is that me? Because I don't think I'm doing it. Take it off my phone, Terry. That might be, might be because my phone's on. Just turn it on. Okay, First Peter, chapter three. Pardon. Or did I say second? I'm sorry. Second Peter chapter 3. And um, I'm going to go up the little to verse um, 9. The Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long-suffering, extraordinary, patient towards you, not desiring that any should perish, but that all should turn to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish, pass away, and the thunderous crash and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the work that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus, in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you to be in the meanwhile? In consecrated and holy behavior and devout and godly qualities. While you wait and earnestly long for, expect and hasten the coming of the day of God, the reason of which the flaming heavens 
will be dissolved and the material elements for the universe will flare with and melt with fire. But we look for a new heaven and a new earth according to his promise in which righteousness, uprightness, freedom from sin and right standing with God is to abide. So beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish and at peace in sincere confidence from free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord, his slowliness in avenging wrongs and judging the world, is salvation, that which is conductive to the soul's safety, even as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the spiritual insight given him. Speaking of this, as he does in all of his letters, there are some things that these epistles of Paul that are difficult to understand, which the ignorant and unable twist and misconstruct to To pret the, te- pret the rest of the scriptures. Let me warn you, therefore, beloved, that knowing these things beforehand, you should be on guard, lest you be carried away by error of lawless and wicked persons and fall from your own present firm condition, you, your own steadfastness of mind. But grow in grace, understand favor, spiritual strength, and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To him be glory, honor, majesty, and splendor both now and the day of eternity. Amen. We see in this hour that people are just dying. We see Carrie Fisher dying one day and her mother dying the next. We don't know how long we have on this earth. No one does. But the Lord is saying we need to be prepared. Yes, this is going to be a whole new year, but there are, there are people in this world that are trying to destroy it. And we as believers must rise up to the place in him that God has called us to. The second scripture is in Isaiah 62.6. I did not come with these things this morning. I came with prayer in my heart. And Pastor knows the last week there's been much intercession going on in me, much just weeping before the Lord. Time is running out. Time is, is, is getting short. And we as believers, we that know the word, the remnant that Brother Hagen talked about, it's up to us to pray. Prayer is important. It's important anytime prayer is called. I mean, none of us likes jumping out of bed, but we jump out of bed every day to go to work or whatever. It's important to be here and praying as a body. I cannot tell you how much, how important it is. Um, Pastor was here. He had to take his things into the office when he didn't get that one prayer request. Isaiah 62, 6. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we're fighting against principalities, powers. And we, we need to know how to stand up against it and come against it. And I believe that many of us have slacked, and it's time to get it together now. Okay, um, Isaiah 6, 6. I have set... Hang on. I'm not used to his Bible. I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace nor their nor night. You shall make mention of the Lord. Keep not silent, and give him no rest till he established 
until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, behold, I will no more give thy corn to be meat to for enemies for thine enemies, and the sons of the stranger shall not drink thy wine. For the which thou hath labored, but the day but they that have gathered it shall eat and praise the Lord, and they have brought it together shall drink it in the courts of the holiness. Go through, go through the gates, prepare ye the way of peace. Cast up, cast up the highways, gather out the stones, lift up the standard for the people. But the Lord, behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, say ye to the daughter of Zion, behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called, sought out a city not forsaken. We know that our present president has just given, a, given away. The United Nations is trying to interfere with Israel in this hour. We have to stand. Um, president Trump is for Israel. But a lot is going on right now, and we as believers of this church have got to stand in the presence of God and pray like we've never prayed before. The next one is 2 Chronicles 16.9. I couldn't have picked up this today if I tried, but I hope you're all understanding. God is saying it's time to rise up to a place beyond what you've ever been in in prayer and in the word, that we cannot fall back. This church is called for a purpose, and this church is called a house of prayer. Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. It's time to wake up, church, now. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are blameless towards him. You have done foolishly in this, therefore from now on you shall have wars. There's been foolishness, but you know what? The eyes of the Lord are running to and fro the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those hearts who are blameless towards him. That is us. We need to keep our hearts blameless. And the last scripture that, um, well, another one was Zechariah 4.10. And then there's one more. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters that are in other countries who are being beheaded right now. Right now they're being beheaded, something we never thought we would see. Um, Zechariah 4.10. And our new president is doing everything he can to get these people out of our country while our old president is doing everything he can to get them in before he gets out of office. Church, we need to pray. Um, who, with reason, despises the day of small things? For these seven shall rejoice when they see plummeted in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Then I said to him, the angel who talked with me, what are these two olive trees on the right side of the lampstead and on the left side of it? And the second time I said to him, what are these two olive branches 
which are beside the golden tubes or sprouts of the golden oil is which the golden oil is emptied out and he answered me do you not know what these are and i said no my lord and he said these are the two sons of oil Josiah the high priest and Zerubbabel the priests of Judah and the anointed ones who stand before the Lord of the whole earth as his anointed instruments. We are called in this hour and we are anointed to stand before the Lord in this hour and speak forth the word of God like never before. We're word people. We've been taught the word. Now the last scripture is in... Um, Ephesians 4.11, and most of us know what that scripture says. And I'm going to go ahead and give it to you just exactly how God gave it to me, the words that he told me. Are you there yet, Terry? not used to this Bible. All right. Ephesians 4.10. He who descended is the very same as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens and his presence might fill all things the whole universe from the lowest to the highest. And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed unto men, he appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, and some missionaries, some pastors, shepherd of his flock, and teacher, teachers. His intentions was the perfecting of the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering towards building up Christ's body, the church, that it might develop until we all attain oneness of the, in the edge of the Son of God, that we might arrive at real maturity, manhood, and completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the state statue of the fullness of Christ and the completeness found in him, so that we may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between the gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine. They pray off and cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting of trickery and inventing errors and misleading. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way into all things, into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah. For because of him, the whole church of, of whole body, the church in its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by joints and ligaments. And it goes on. This is what the Lord told me to share. God has given us to this, Pastor and I, to this congregation as a gift. Use the gift, every ounce of wisdom, Find it a pleasure to spend time with your, with your pastor. Someday we might, might not, we might be gone. We are here for you. Take the time to learn what you can from him. He's been given to you as a gift. And many have not used that gift. And I'm saying now is the time to take the time to use it, spend time with him, learn what you can in this hour, because time is running out.
there is so much wisdom in this man and he wants to share it with you. I challenge each one of you, go to him or me, whatever, but take this time, use this time wisely while we have the freedom and while you can. That's all I have to say. This is going to be an excellent year, but we need to use our time wisely. God has placed that upon my heart, and I had no idea what he was teaching on. I did not look over his sermon. He asked me if I wanted to, but I'm telling you, time is running out. Take this time and use it. We're here for you for, for your behalf. God gave us his gifts. Use the gifts. If you get a gift, you just don't leave it in a box and not use it. You use it. I know when I was given my iPad, I learned how to use it. It was a blessing. Use the gifts God's given you. That's all I can say for this year. We're starting a new year. It's going to be a great year, but there are going to be rough times in this year. There is a spiritual war going on in the spirit realm like never before. And we are part of that remnant that God called forth that Brother Hagen prophesied about. So you finish it, honey. Here is this. I am done. So, Father, we're praising you, and we're just giving you thanks that this is the beginning of a new year, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we have your heart we're asking, Father God, that they would be a fire within our bones as Jeremiah spoke, Father God, that we cannot put out, but Father God, that we can give out, Father God, the good news of the gospel, Father God, to a lost and dying world. Let us be the light, let us be the salt, and let us prove your love. Now, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways on this first day. We're praising you, and we give you thanks for it. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.